Welcome to the STL Soccer Report. Brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. Uh, this is uh, one of the weirdest games I've been part uh, uh, I've been part of, and uh, I felt really proud of our guys the way we play. And the thing is, when you play against the team uh, like that, who just hits it from everywhere along, and it's a fight and whatever the ball bounce is, is sometimes you can't control those bounces but uh, we will we were never gonna play like that we're gonna play the way the game is played and and uh, knock the ball around and and I, I think we did a pretty good job of that all right that's precky uh, maybe throwing a little shade on uh, the fury uh, playing their style of soccer and maybe being a little a little snobby about our style of soccer uh, but I think we got a little bit to be snobby about. It's gone well. Welcome to the show. Um, I got Spencer Hippler with me right next to me, and uh, we are broadcasting in Dogtown. Uh, he comes all the way to my place. I don't think I've asked where you live, Spencer. Where do you live, man? Kirkwood. Live out in Kirkwood now. I did ask that now that I think about it. Uh, nice part of town. Not far from here. I'm glad you don't have a long drive or anything. Nope. Uh, thanks for joining me again, man. No problem. It's been a couple good games the past lately so no kidding uh good finishes and we're going to talk about that in fact let's just jump right into the game sound good let's do it let's talk about the games first and then at the end we're going to talk about injuries and all the players and, and all that's going around um uh we'll just see where the night takes us there's i think it'll be pretty easy for us to fill up a, a good half hour or so here just talking about goals and injuries because there have been a lot of both right there has cool well let's start with the early goals um this year, you know, this is something we would have liked to see last year was early goals so we can kind of defend the rest of the game. Um, but we got it, you know, two of our home games. We got a goal in the third minute and the fourth minute from Valeski both times. Uh, one was assisted by Petasevich and the other one was, um, I forgot who sent that ball forward. I want to say who was on the left, not Dalgar. Would that have been West Sharpie? Or is that Bierman? Bierman. It was Bierman, I think. But the weird part was on the second goal against, uh, or the first goal in our third game, I always keep forgetting about Louisville. Yeah, um, we the, all try to. <laughs> the defender tried to block him and let the ball roll past, and Christian just bodied him around and ran uh. around in front and literally, I think, stole the goal because um, he should have never been able to get to that, but the defender just kind of gave up on it and Christian ran around. Yeah, and actually, I want to say that I thought in the first half, we just really did own that game in the first half for the most part. Red Bulls weren't too dangerous in that part of the game. And I also thought their center backs were kind of floundering most of that first half. I they didn't looked think a lot they were of too panicked. Yeah. But, so Reactive, and we were able to kind of take advantage of it. Uh, maybe, maybe the hometown crowd. Really? It could have been. It was a sellout at 5,600 standing room only the first match. And on the second match, I want to say it was 4,800. That's what I read. So, I mean, for a home opener and a back-to-back game, I mean, it was phenomenal that we got that many to come out. And I was really scared with how the vote went, how many people would go, no MLS, no. No uh, USL. No no USL. But but 4,800 people definitely is a strong showing for back-to-back weekends. Yeah, I agree, actually. I'm hoping that goes back up or at least levels off at 4,800. If it keeps going down, then I'm going to be a little worried. But uh, like like you said, I was happy to see that. But um, yeah, it was a a good night with the crowd and um, a good night for goals. Also, with maybe the floundering of the center backs, um, New York played three games in one week. 
is what I heard. We're about ready to do that. We played Saturday. Now we play Wednesday um, against Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And then we go to Cincinnati. Or we're at Pittsburgh and we're at Cincinnati. So we're going to be hitting that stretch here this week. Exactly. And so we're going to start paying those tolls that uh, it can take on your body, uh, which, of course, we are going to talk a lot about later with all the injuries we already have. (laughs) I was going to say, and this is not the time to (sighs) have some injuries. Yeah, so yeah, so we're going to be feeling this a little bit. Maybe we'll have to take a look at what we look like in Cincinnati after we've played a third, you know, in our third game. But um, all that said, um, it was a good day to play Red Bulls, and and things did go well. Like I said, Valeski got early goals in both the Fury game and the Red Bull game. Uh, Valeski looking very good. I didn't quite expect him to be this good. Did you, Spencer? Um, I, like I told you before the podcast, I forget where in the USL fan page. Um, somebody was talking about Christian Valeski and they said for every goal he makes, he takes 10 shots that make you go, you couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. But then, and again, any true shooter and goal scorer is going to take chances. Some pay off, some didn't. I thought he's looked phenomenal. Then again, he came in with stats two years in the league, 20 goals. I mean, yeah, which... his stats back up what he's produced so far. Yeah, well, and he might even be overproducing at this point. That's one thing, you know, I've been worried about is maybe we're in for a a cold phase. And I know injuries do happen from time to time with this guy. Um, So, you know, that could come into play. But um, I do know, I did talk to Brendan Doherty, uh, has always followed um, or covered Rochester Rhinos. And uh, Valeski played for the Rhinos before he came here. Um, And he had a little stint in training camp um, and even preseason with uh, Sporting Kansas City. Uh, before they released him and, and we were able to snag him up at that point. Um, but something Brendan said that he saw in Valeski, not in the first game, but in um, the game since, is that he's noticing that Valeski is um, passing well, doing a good job, maybe prolific passer, not quite prolific, but doing a good job, not just being the target for being a true number nine, but also being the one who can supply the assist from time to time and be dangerous on the pass. And so um, that's something like we are still wondering and I'm excited to kind of talk to him after a game. Um, I haven't talked to him since I heard that from Brendan after a game, but to maybe ask him, is that like a new development? Is that something he developed either um, after he left Rochester with Sporting Kansas City or even with this team? I was going to say, I think that's a Precky thing. Precky is very much get the ball, get rid of it, get the ball, get rid of it. And I think he was forced to learn that very quickly unless he picked that up in the SKC or Sporting Kansas, yeah, SKC um, training camp that he went to. Well, and maybe the skills were always kind of there, and now this style allows him to shine. I know he said in the preseason that this is the style of soccer he likes to play. He oh, likes exactly. to get after it in the press, on on, de- on defense, and then he also likes that ball on the ground. And so, you know, he's, he, he's uh, benefiting from that in goals, but also in assists um, and in passes, you know, before the assists. So. He should have, stat sheet only reads two goals. He should have had three. In that New York game, yeah. long ball over the top. He ran underneath it, yeah. tried to slow down a tiny bit to settle, and just got trucked by a six-seven defender for New York Red Bulls. And again, Angulo took that shot and or the penalty and scored. But I think Veloski would have put that in the net if he would not have gotten pushed down from behind. Yeah, and so to defend him, you know, he's been looking good in the past. He's not just a, a guy who can hit the ball into the goal when it's set up for him perfectly. He's a guy who can pass it. And then he's also not shown us that he's skying these balls over. He's no, been making def- good shots on and goal. And the, the first goal, the 
first goal against New York, he hustled for that ball. It wasn't perfectly at oh, his yeah. feet and put it in the back of the net and wheeled off into the corner looking great. I mean, he fought that defender, got a little touch, ran around, and just surprised the goalkeeper and put it on uh, net. So, I mean, he's hustling. He's working for him. He's not a prissy forward where he's no. just, I need it perfectly at my feet in stride or else I'm just going to give up like we've had with in the past Jeremy Lynch first year. Um, he wouldn't run after anything unless it was perfect. Christian, I like to see his hustle out of him, and he, I think he's definitely impressed me very much. Yeah, and he's up for it. He's faster than I expected, too. I thought he'd be a more of a target forward, um, and he's, man, he's not really. He's very fast. He can get ahead of guys, and he's also kind of sneaky with, with when he uses it because I don't know how many times, and maybe people will get used to this and, and will stop working, but the guy kind of runs forward onto a ball hits one hard touch and runs fast, and then he gets clear of his defender quite often. Oh, definitely. We keep seeing that. And he's had a few touches around in um, his first goal in game number two and his uh, assist that he had to Max Alvarez in that game. Both times, he, like you said, hits that ball one good time and runs around the defender, and he's free and clear Mm -hmm. for the most part. So his speed definitely catches up. Like you said, somebody might figure that out and know that he's just kind of hit it once, and then they'll try to cut it off, but... Well, and some other things that they can do is if he does get clear of them and they just can't stop him, you know, if they just can't stop him, even if they see it coming, that's where we see things like the red card at the end of the Fury oh, game, definitely. where they just had no choice but he to had pull the him guy down. Beat. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was going to be a goal or a really good save. It oh, was yeah. one or the other. Um, and then he also was able to pull, um, he forced the penalty kick that Angulo took. Exactly. So um, that's the kind of thing, you know, it'd be nice if strikers got a little credit for that because um, he didn't get the goal and he doesn't get credit for any kind of red card. But Angulo's um, a pure striker, and I totally agree with the decision to have him take that shot. Um, and and he again, he, he buried it and everything worked out great. But again, I'm one of those people that likes to see, hey, you work that hard for it. Yes. You get the goal. But then again, it's a team sport. So long as there's a win in the uh, win column, I mean, I guess Christian's not that mad. <laughs> yeah, I, I would hope not. And he's also, I would say one thing about him in the post game, and even I saw him at the uh, jersey unveiling and talked to him. He's just like a, a professional. It's, and he even goes about his business almost as just a straight professional where he's like, yeah, it's my job to score the goals. And that's what I did. I'm glad I was able to do my job. You know, he's not he doesn't, you know, get caught up in the glory. Really, he's pretty straight, straightforward. Oh, definitely. And um, I think Preki assembled this team that way to just be a bunch of professionals. And I think Christian fits into his style of play very well. Yeah. I completely agree. And and also something to be said about, you know, we're not wasting our chances. Um, I saw a stat today. Um, I forget. We're, we're pretty low in the rankings for something that we want to be low in. And then the other stat that I saw was we're fourth in conversion rate. So the chances we're taking, we're converting them better than uh, most of the league. We're, we're fourth oh, definitely. in the league with that. So that's a really amazing stat that if we can – Keep that going. Uh, it's going to get ugly for opposing teams here. Um, so, yeah, Valeski doing really well. I think we can all say we're all very excited about what we've seen from him. Um, let's talk about our other forwards. I think we, we better just touch on all of them because, really, I've been making a count that if you count Dalgard, who's playing kind of under the striker as a forward, I think that counts. Uh, we've got Dalgard. We've got Valeski. We have Max Alvarez has been in there. We've got Jose Angulo. We have Petasevich. Um, that's five forwards we've used in Seth. four games. Would you consider Seth? Seth played no. very... Okay, Seth was more back, I guess. He, well, he was on the wing. 
but he was pushing, trying to get behind the whole time. That's it was true. almost like a but, third forward being But he has there. super quick speed that I think yeah. in the 60th minute he catches a lot of people off guard, which causes him to be so far up, you kind of think of him as a forward. Well, I mean, I was watching those last games. I wasn't at that last game. I was out of town, and um, I was watching it, and, and several times when we were on offense, it was all three, Max, Alvarez, Angulo, and Seth were all on those oh yeah that back line just ready to get in behind with the next pass so you know i, I think that's fair to say that maybe six would be seth as as the uh, sixth forward probably <laughs> in four games that's a lot of different guys all serving their purpose all looking very good doing it with the exception of louisville where we just weren't clicking right so man we've got freaking depth in this team problem is we like kind of like we're going to get to we also have a lot of injuries yeah. with that group the one player that has impressed me that i don't think anybody even knew about is milan petrosovic um like you talked about um i mean he when they announced him i googled him and looked him up and yeah he played in the austrian league and Fourth the, tier of yeah. Austrian soccer. And again, I couldn't Seven read goals. any of the pages, but right. Yeah. Like he, his stats weren't mind blowing or anything, but seeing this guy play, yeah. holy cow, does he have a motor? That guy just runs and runs and runs. Um, He did not play last game. He was out with um what appeared to be a groin injury, um, which also it sounds like was what held him out of the other game. um, so Our, our first game in Louisville. So, but when this guy's on the field, he's tall, he's quick. And he just keeps running. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's got some sniper qualities because we got to I got to see that OC um, that orange yes, orange. Oh my gosh, Orlando City. Uh, when I got to see him play Orlando City, I mean he scored from well outside the box. Oh, I saw the video court. and that that was a long shot. It was hot. It was really good. Um, and but I mean he's just a workhorse. The guy never stops going for the ball, whether on defense or on offense. Um, he's gonna convert some goals for us one way or another and i think he's you know i said it in the article i made before the first game i think he's really happy to serve in whatever way he can oh he comes from the fourth year austria league he's just happy to be here (laughs) Um, i've talked to him a few times i'd use a translator his english is getting there Um, but i've had many conversations with him and he's just always excited whenever we'd go out to training in the beginning he'd always shake your hand i always say hello like just always happy to be here i've never seen that guy frown yeah um so yeah we've got a lot of a lot of humble guys really it seems like no one has an ego on this team so far that we've seen it's 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 kind of cool and and part of that is like you said precky needs these guys who have no ego that are willing to work hard you know and for themselves and for each other i think that's why he brought in one of our other uh forwards max alvarez he's played under precky for a while and he is the prototypical precky style player Mm -hmm. i'd say and it worked out for us. And <laughs> Yeah. Well, and even like, it, it almost seems like uh, it was a little weird to me because in Louisville, he tried he tried it. And um, when some people went off with injuries, we had uh, Valeski and Angulo at the same time. And so I kind of think of those guys being real similar forwards, or they're going to be the ones that typically get that final, that final strike for the goal. Um, they're going to put it on frame most of the time. Um, and get themselves in good positions to score goals. And then I was seeing, you know, people like Milan Petasevic, and I think Max Alvarez fits into his mold as well. He's really good 1v1, Max Alvarez, it seems to be, um, more so than Milan. But, um, you know, Petasevic and Alvarez, they both just have a heart to work really hard, and uh, they they seem to get the job done um, putting other people in on goal, even though they are one of the two strikers up top. Oh, definitely. So, yeah, Max Alvarez looked 
really good in all the games he's played. Uh, he's really, really quick. Another guy I could see getting pulled down and, and fouled a lot in the in the final minutes of the game, um, coming on when everybody's getting tired. So um, definitely look for Max to keep coming on in the end, I think. Um, hopefully Petasevich comes back because I really wa- like watching him play. Again, it sucks that we have three games in a week with all these injuries, but then again, this is, I hate to say it, but this is the best time for injuries to happen if they're going to happen. If we get bit by the injury bug now, I'd rather it happen now than the, during the playoff push or two weeks before the playoffs. Like, I'd rather the playoff bug bite, or the, not playoff bug, the injury bug bite us now than later on in the season. Yeah, and just, I want to hold off just 30 seconds longer because we do have to mention uh, Seth Rudolph came on. And honestly, when he came on, I was a little confused because... Man, we just needed another goal, and and he hasn't had a super solid pre uh, preseason. To be honest with you, he's been pushed around a lot. He has gotten in on goal a few times and not finished it. So I was a little scared that this wasn't the right choice to bring him on. And lo and behold, he's the the hero of the game. He had two goals last. Um, I think it was two goals last year, maybe three. And s- some of his shots looked bad. He had some bad giveaways against Arizona. Yeah. Um, I think. I hate to say it, but I think he caused that goal that caused us to lose that game by just a bad turnover. Yep. So when I saw him come on, I went, ooh. <laughs> right. I wasn't sure how it was going to play out because kind of like you said, we needed a goal. Why were we bringing him on? <laughs> but again, he lived up to the task. Um, he also made some good defensive stops too. Oh, he did. You know, he was exposed out in the corner at one point and he he uh, bettered, you know, the fullback probably at that point. So um looking good Seth in your first appearance and I hope he keeps it up um but yeah let's now that we've talked about Seth and that that heroic performance there finishing that goal and winning you gotta give Angulo credit because that was an amazing flick off the head to get Seth set up beautifully on that I'm not sure anyone saw that coming it it was was good quick thinking there for Angulo to to head it forward to Seth so perfectly and that finish could not have been easy um a lot of credit to Seth he got the player of the game and and I think maybe he deserved it for that, um, for the heroics and the perfect finish. But, uh, you know, he I hope it's just more try to, to bury it. Yeah, I hope there's more to come, too. Good call. But let's talk about those injuries, right? So let's just name off everyone we can think of right now, okay? Um, we've got Dalgard. Let's start at the front and work our way back. So up at the front, we got Dalgard. Go. We have Milan. We have Sheldon. Um... Ivan Mirkovic. Yeah, well, he's he's could be on the injured list for ten to twelve weeks, according to the press yeah. release that they sent out. Um, Broken leg. <laughs> he was walking around the rest. I of I saw that, game. that man walk around after the match, <laughs> lead the game-winning chant, walk back. I talked to him the next day. He posted a picture with a cast on. I said, "Hey, how's it feeling? What's going on?" And he's literally messaged me and went, uh, "Probably two to three weeks. I, I think I bruised so it pretty bad." Funny. He sends me a message less than twenty four hours later, ten to twelve weeks. I broke it. So oh I don't know gosh. if that just proves how tough he is, or if it's just that so. slight um, of a fracture. But again, ten to twelve weeks. Again, that gets him back. What um, late June? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, late June. So he's going to be on our disabled list for a little while here. Yeah. Um, going back farther, then you got Conrad Plua. Again, he looked healthy. I mean, he was on the bench, but apparently from what Precky said, he only practiced uh, or trained two days and 
wasn't enough to get him out there. But yeah, actually, hold on. We're going to just play this clip because it's actually a really good one. Listen to uh, Spencer did the the post game interview. And he fit in a question about Plua being on the bench. And this is what Precky had to say. Could Conrad have played this evening against his former team? Um, no, he he was out for some time and barely trained. Uh, barely trained uh, on Thursday and Friday. That wasn't enough time um, for him to, to be on the field. But we had to put him on the bench because we didn't have anybody else. I mean, we don't have uh, enough bodies uh, at the moment. Yeah, so there was just no one else. <laughs> Who else was I supposed to put out there, Spencer? I mean, <laughs> and I felt weird asking it, but when I saw him on the bench, I was like, oh, he's ready to go. And then before you knew it, Precky's telling me that he wasn't ready to go. We, we just don't have any more bodies. So <laughs> so funny. I was actually hoping to see Aiden Stanley on there because he's played center back for the uh, under seven, under 18 team. And he looked good all preseason. Yeah. He hustled. Um, another person who's injured um, is Eric. I forget I what, um, forget what he did, but he had surgery and it sounded like four to five weeks. It's a knee of some sort. I um, hopefully, from if my math is correct, he should be coming back mid May. Is that what it was? Midway. Yeah. Okay. Mid May. He should probably just be starting training then. But I guarantee you he's not a hundred percent. He might be able to start running on it, but he's probably not cutting on it and stuff like that right now. So mid May, we hope to see him back. But again, if he was healthy, I guarantee guarantee he would have been on that roster instead of Conrad Pluo, who we just needed a warm, able body at that point. Yeah, and so you know. Kabaseta looked really crazy good in preseason. I, I wanted to say he was probably the most solid center back we had and consistently good center back we had all through preseason. Even against MLS squads, I don't think he ever got embarrassed, whereas a lot of the other guys did from time to time. It was just bound to happen um, for different reasons. Um, we could go into that, but I think you can think of them on your own. It's preseason. Um, but I expected him to be a starter. So even Plua... I thought could have even unhinged AJ Cochran, which is weird to oh, think, yeah. but I mean, he's just been so solid and AJ had a rough preseason, but has looked very, very good. So oh, far. he's looked phenomenal. He's um, very strong on the ball. Um, yeah. AJ's crazy good in the air, but Plu is good with his feet. And so oh, I you definitely agree with that. A little bit of, of uh, each thing there. Um, so we, we could be looking at our top two center backs could be out right now. Possibly. Possibly. Top one, top one and a half, perhaps. Um, so we're already working with, uh, AJ and, um, Jordan, uh, I'm sorry, Austin led better. Um, I thought Austin's looked great. He stepped yeah. up into that role and filled it nicely for what also he's doing good right with now. his feet. Oh, I like well. watching him, you know, people, I don't think expect him to have the ball skills that he has in the back there. Oh, definitely Forwards not. going after him. Like they're going to get the ball and he just sidesteps them. I like watching that. Um, but yeah, let's move over to the outside. Um, Matt Sheldon, who you just told me has a YouTube channel and I've heard that. But you just called, show me it's some called clips. Becoming Elite. Um, a lot of it's instructional videos, but he also does a series called um, Day in the Life of a Pro or Life of a Pro. Uh, what's it called? It's called How to Prepare for or Life of a Pro. And he's probably got 15, 20 episodes on that. And it's literally just his day to day. The one I watched the other day is what is his pregame ritual? They're normally 15 to 20 minutes long, but the video quality and the editing is phenomenal for yeah, what he has what you've shown me is really good he's got a drone that he uses yeah. a lot of good stuff there um but you yeah. kind of get to see the inside life of what goes on everyone thinks oh you're just a part-time usl player blah blah blah. you're not professional i mean to watch some of his workouts that he does and to see what he does what he eats and everything i mean he is a pro athlete yeah and you get to see a cool inside glimpse of his life andy 
likes to surprise a bunch of the other teammates and stuff when they come over to his apartment. So it's a great series. Um, go follow him. Like I said, it's Becoming Elite at YouTube. I'm really excited to watch that. Um, just everything I've seen has been really good. So Matt Sheldon is also injured right now. I guess he said on his YouTube um, um, channel that he's got a twisted like. ankle. Yeah. So that's a big hurt. But honestly, Charpie. Um, I thought he's who, played great. Yeah, I didn't give him enough credit in preseason. I talked about everyone else except him because, honestly, I only saw him play right back in preseason. I didn't know he could play left back, which most of them can play both, but I just wasn't sure we were going to use him over there. He got no time over there, and I didn't think he was going to unseat Matt Sheldon because Matt's crazy good. Um, But here he is playing right and left back uh, so far in the first four games and looking good doing both jobs defensively even making plays going forward so um good job with Wes uh Charpie doing a good job there one thing I did notice I mean it's kind of easy to notice so I shouldn't say I'm surprised but our backup goalkeeper Adam Grinwis the redheaded keeper was nowhere to be found on uh Saturday okay so, and I saw the new signing correct our new our new goalkeeper is Jack Fila Fila I don't know how to it's F-I-L-L-A um, I guess he's a local guy from what it sounded like um, Umzel, yeah. around the press release. But again, I was just surpri- uh, surprised. Normally we see our redheaded goalkeeper Grinwis out there yeah. and I haven't seen any press release. I haven't seen anything. All I know is he was not our backup goalkeeper. So we're, we're going to have that answer for you before the next show Okay, uh, and answer for sure. Um, because in a week, I know we'll be able to get that information if it's not out. Um, because Grinwis solid. I oh, mean, he's looked great in preseason. He's definitely played well. I have a feeling if he's gone, he had an opportunity somewhere else because to be a, you know, he's played for Rochester. He's done a good job for them. And to be the backup to Gorick, unless Gorick gets hurt, he's not playing. Gorick's oh, doing such not. a good job so far. Funny trivia. He played with Christian Vlesky at Rochester. That's right. Both of the goals that Christian has scored have been against former Rochester teammates, oh, the defenders. Weird. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either until the pre- after-game press conference. He brought that up. The Eastern Conference confidential guys like to give Doherty prob- uh, trouble because of all the Rochester players that leave Rochester oh, yeah. after playing their year. There are a ton of Rochester players. I feel like every team has a Rochester center back, but um, uh, which is, you know, it's a good thing. They're known for their defensemen, so that's a good thing. But, um, okay, well, let's move up a little bit further from the back line and talk about... Um, Ivan Mirkovic, we talked about how tough he is, but let's talk about how good a job he does and filling his role is a really vital role in this team, in a Preki team. So, you know, what are your thoughts about that? Oh, I think he's played great. Um, Again, we only got to see a short glimpse of him before he got hurt. But whenever he got the ball, he's flying with it. He's always looking up. Last year, all of our uh, midfielders used to look back. It was a lot of back passing. Ivan gets the ball and looks up and forward immediately seeing where he can push this ball up to. If he can't, then he'll back pass. I feel like last year it was a lot of just, I got the ball back pass. I got the ball back pass. He wants to push that ball forward, and it's great. Um, I don't think with his absence, I thought we were going to notice it more, but Dragon Stoikov, his counterpart, has been doing phenomenal taking up the slack. I want to give a shout-out to him because he has definitely been playing phenomenal in the absence of Ivan. Yeah, those two together... Um, in the midfield, I mean, they are the engine of this team, honestly. So everything that's if they're going to get in on goal, they're going to have to get through those two. Oh, and, and, and that is it's going to be painful. You don't I mess mean, with those, the dragon. <laughs> those guys get in pushes. They get in little nips and, and tucks and little like just they're 
annoying anyone who has to go through them. Ivan's slide tackling abilities oh are gosh. phenomenal. Every time I see him running, you can tell that he is like a heat-seeking missile locked onto that ball, and you can just tell that he's about ready to take him out. I'm afraid that that's also going to cause probably two or three oh, just yeah. straight reds yep. throughout the year. Just We're going to see some reds. <laughs> We're going to see some yellow card suspensions for both of them. Oh, but again, that's the style of play they have, yeah. and that's just bound to happen. Kind of like we said, Christian will take bad shots, but in the end, he'll score goals. With them, they'll take some bad slide tackles that they probably shouldn't, yeah. but it'll keep us from a goal scoring opportunity and that's their job. That's why they get paid the money. So I'm totally okay with that. Yeah. It's, a, it's been a joy to watch those guys. They're usually the ones I'm kind of keeping an eye on throughout the game. Cause that's where the action is. That's, oh, where, that's where that dirty play comes in a little bit. Um, and those two, I mean, they might as well be twins in the style of their play. I mean, they both do really similar things. Uh, Stoikov is super direct though. Like if you see him get the ball, I would say I've, Ivan's looking for the pass. You know, Stoikov takes it a touch forward every. Single oh, every time. time. If he gets that ball, it's it's one touch forward, and then he's looking for the next guy. So um, it's really fun to watch those two play in the midfield. But you know, Ivan's gone, and we got to see uh, Tyler David fill in for him. I love Tyler David. He is one of our carryovers from last year, and he's. I don't know if I'd call him a fan favorite, but everybody does enjoy him. He's a great to talk to. He's a great uh, friend. And I think that he just kind of personifies what St. Louis soccer is all about. He's hardworking, um, nothing flashy, but he definitely stepped up to the occasion last week. Without a doubt. And, you know, nothing flashy, but he's also the one he doesn't he's always got his head on a swivel. I feel like every time he gets the ball, he already knows where it's going at that point. And he can find space when he wants to. Um, I enjoy watching him. I feel like he's a little underrated. Um, but he's also got Stoikov and um, Mirkovic in front of him. And, and they, he has a very different style of play than those two. Oh, and a lot of height difference. Both of <laughs> Very good point. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he's not, he's not really a yellow card, red card kind of guy. He plays very clean, but still great on defense and, and good on the pass. So, and I think he's quicker than most people take him for. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, he, he almost reminds me of some of the bigger plotting halfbacks in football, you know, like oh, yeah. when he's running, he looks like he's kind of plotting, but it's a lot faster than you, than you think it is. Um, just cause he's a big guy. Um, in fact, I think he used to play football, so, um, that would kind of make sense. Um, what are we missing here? I think we're down to Dalgard. Dalgard, um, I haven't heard anything. Um, he came off, and I want to say like the 77th minute of, against New York Red Bulls, which looked like a pulled hamstring. I'm hoping it's not teared, um, but I mean, he didn't lay there and flop around for a while, so I'm hoping that just means that he just pulled it and didn't tear it. Mm-hmm. So um, again, that's what a couple weeks um, probably until he can get back. Then again. I think he's I don't think he's shown flashes of brilliance. You're not gonna see him in any of the highlight tapes or anything, but I think his hard work has definitely led to a lot of the opportunities that have come. So I think that is gonna be a big miss, especially when we played Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday again. Yeah, that's true. I thought that this beginning of the season, um at the beginning of the season I told a bunch of people up until Cincinnati's gonna be a litmus test to see how this team does. Cincinnati mm. happens to be bottom of the league right now and they haven't looked all that great. Oh yeah. But I still don't want to take them lightly. No. I'm going to try to be at that game. Um, so hopefully I can give you a little insight on that. But it scares me that we have this many players hurt when these are a lot of big games against rivals that we need these three points. 
Yeah, yeah. And so to that to that end, and, and we actually, that's really, I forgot you were going to be at that Cincinnati game. Um, so that's really Not 100%, exciting. 100%, but I'm trying real hard. <laughs> yeah, it's Easter weekend. Not a lot of people are going, but... Um, Girlfriend's family's in town, and I don't know if I'm going to be crucified if I'm not there on Saturday. Sure. Yeah, I think we all kind of teeter on that game with our girlfriends and wives. Um, so, understandable, but if you go, that'll be really great. But even if you don't, I am lined up to get um, an interview with the guys for Cincinnati Soccer Talk. It's one of the better podcasts out there uh, for USL-level soccer. And so um, I'm going to get an uh, interview with them to kind of give us a preview about Cincinnati. Hopefully you'll hear back um, Thursday or Friday on that one. Um, That'd be cool to hear that uh, perspective of it. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, if, if you are not going to the game and you hate watching it on YouTube because of the feed quality sometimes, this will be our first ever televised game on KPLR 11. Oh, yeah. So um, definitely tune in. I think it's 6 p.m. Uh, Central Time, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time. But yeah, this will be our first televised game on KPLR KPLR 11. So definitely tune in for that. I'm very excited to see how this all works out. I agree. It's our first of 10 games that'll be aired on KPLR 11 this year. Thanks for saying that. That's really, I'm really excited about that. And hopefully the rest of St. Louis will see how great a thing we got going. Um, because I know, you know, we should be selling that out every week. It's just such a good time. And I was hoping to, when I, funny enough, before I came over to your house, I set my DVR to record it and just flipping through It's big and green. If you have, uh, charter so it's a sport so if you're flipping through and you see usl soccer wait that's cincinnati and st louis what is this hopefully they'll turn it on see how much again this is an away game um but again they'll see how much fun the cincinnati fans are having hopefully they'll catch a home game and go you know what i should take the kids and go to that so i think that'll Mm -hmm. be a great publicity for us um in the corner um and in the stadium just showing how much of a good time that is to people that normally wouldn't see that or don't even know we have a professional soccer team yeah, exactly. Couldn't have said it better. Um, so a lot of good stuff coming out of that. So we've got that game Saturday, Easter weekend. Um, we're all going to be kind of taking it uh, taking it easy on Saturday, getting ready to eat a large meal on Sunday. And um, I think it's a perfect time to watch some good soccer and then chat about it the next day. Um, also tomorrow night, we'll be in Pittsburgh playing the Riverhounds. I just got off, uh, I said almost... I just got off the phone. I just got off Skype with the um, guys from the Mongols podcast. podcast. And is I hope really their name Mongols. Yeah, Mongols is <laughs> an M O N G O A L S. Mongols, but Mongols. It's, it's great. I might have to listen to that. Yeah, it's a good name. Uh, good, it's a good name for a podcast, a soccer podcast. But um, you know, BGN brethren, um, I think they're the best. And granted, the guy who runs BGN is the host of that show, but. Uh, they do a really good job. It's entertaining. Listen to their podcast for sure. I'm on there. They give a really good preview of what they're going to be like. They let me ask a few questions. I talk a pretty long time about St. Louis. So if you want to hear a little bit about the Pittsburgh game before you watch it tomorrow night, uh, tune into that. It'll be up by uh, first thing in the morning there. So um, definitely check out their podcast. And I think that's it. That's about all I got. What do you think? That's pretty much it. Again, I think we'll have a lot to talk about next week after these two games, and we see how all these uh, people fill in with all these injuries. Yeah. Um, again, we did sign those four academy kids: Mateo Kid, um, Aiden Stanley. Stanley. How? What's How's first name? How? Not Ryan. How? Sorry, you're thinking of Nietzsche. Ni- I forgot his last so name. So I'm hoping those guys can step up in the absence of all these injuries and and Mar Jack Mar. That's right. 
is a center back, so that could even come in handy um, if this if things keep looking bad in the center back region there. Um, so I'm excited to check in next week, and hopefully they'll have me back on, and we can talk about how great our academy kids stepped up for us in the that'd be nice. Need you know Mateo was on the bench for Louisville, so we're how, gonna use him. It looks how like. started for Louisville and who it he got burned a few times. So I think he got burned once bad. <laughs> Maybe it was a couple times but but i think maybe he was responsible partially responsible for one of the goals this new york red bulls goal too so i think he's got a lot of growing up to do and a lot of growth and potential yeah so hopefully like i said these guys can step up and we can again i don't want to be super optimistic and say we need six points out of this road trip but i would gladly be happy they come back with four yeah, well, I even said the guys gave me trouble in Pittsburgh. Um, they, you know, they did the uh, everyone guess what the scores are going to be. And I really do think if, if Pittsburgh, I said it this way, and then they, I stopped there and they gave me trouble because I was being too nice to them. I think I was pandering. But I, I said if, if Pittsburgh comes out as good as they looked in the first game and, and they did well against New York Rebels, I said I thought if they do that and they don't shy away from attacking that they they could come out ahead like 3 to 2 i think it'd be a high scoring game cuz they look good on f- offense when they really go for it but they do leave themselves open in the back so i, I think it'd be a, a high scoring game if they do that and so i think we have a chance to come out with a loss it's our first game away since louisville and so if we still have some of those away game jitters you know haunting us from Louisville, I, I I think we could come out with a loss on that one. I think fully healthy versus them fully healthy, I think we, it's another 3-2 win on our favor. But with point. all the injuries, um, one of the first times being away, I hate to say it, but I could see a 2-2 draw or a 3-2 loss. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati, like I said, I'm hoping for a win. Like I said, if we can come back with three or four points out of this road trip, I think I'd consider it as a win. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and just like we played New York at the right time, you know, on their third game in a week, uh, we're also playing Cincy at a good time because Cincinnati has millions of inter- uh, injuries. And they also brought in some late high dollar signings that I'm really interested to talk to Cincinnati about. And I'm sure you'll hear about it uh, on Thursday or Friday uh, because those guys, um, the high dollar signings don't always pay off. And then you also got to incorporate them in, into your team a little better. So I'm interested to see what they say about that. Oh, so it's a good time to play Cincinnati. We might be able to leave there with a draw or a win. So that's all I got. That's all I got. Thanks again for coming, Spencer. Um, I guess I guess tune in after the Pittsburgh show. I'll be talking. I don't know if you'll be able to come, Spencer, but if you can, uh, we'll do it again Thursday or Friday, and we'll talk about Pittsburgh, and we'll preview a little Cincinnati. Thanks Sounds for like listening. a plan. Bye, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the STL Soccer Report, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find us online on Twitter, Facebook, BGN.FM, and STLSoccerReport.com. If you have any questions you'd like read on air, please send them to STLSoccerReport at gmail.com. Thank you for geeking with me.